Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Command Zone Podcast. This is a very special episode because we get to preview some brand new magic product. It is the Divine Convocation Commander deck from March of the Machine. That's right. It is Convoke Tribal. It is Jeskai Convoke. We should say we didn't introduce ourselves. Oh, yeah. I am one of your hosts. How's it? Josh Lee Kwai. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Rachel Weeks. Yeah, this is fun. March of the Machine is here. Yeah. And we're kind of beginning our coverage here with um, what's become traditional. We're going to get to reveal the contents of one of the decks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there are a bunch of new cards. There are new plane chase cards. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about here. But before we get into it, mm-hmm. we got to talk about our sponsor, cardkingdom.com slash command. That is the place to go. If you want to pre-order any of these commander decks or any March of the Machine product, maybe you want a set booster, draft booster, a collector booster, all three. Maybe you just want to pre-order singles. Maybe there are some legendary creatures, commanders from this set that you're excited about and you want to build a deck around them. That is actually where Card Kingdom shines the most. When you are building an entire deck and you have a cart that has, you know, 67 cards in it, assuming you already have most of the lands, and you can just add them all to the cart. Card Kingdom will have all of the cards. They have a huge inventory. And then you just click one button, one shipping amount. You're not paying shipping for 20 different packages. One package comes to your your house or place of business or, you know, I don't ship to my house anymore because I have too many magic cards and I don't want my girlfriend to see the new packages. So I ship to the office. Just one package. Yeah, but it's still just one package. And I open it up and there's my deck. I have it. So cardkingdom.com slash command. Uh, They are really the best retailer for magic singles products, anything at all. Yeah, and while you're picking up magic cards, you're going to need some ways to store it. You're going to need some ways to dress up your deck. Go to ultrapro.com slash command to pick up all of your magic accessories like sleeves and deck boxes and play mats and uh, card sorters and wall scrolls and any way that you want to show off your love of magic. Ultra Pro has a way to do that. Plus, they have all of the licensed art from magic. So if there's a card that you've really fallen in love with, go check the Ultra pro website and see if they have product for it because you can rep it everywhere you go that's right plus they have some high quality products so you know that your cards are always safe we know magic cards are expensive you want to make sure that you are storing them smart and that you are sorting them correctly and your decks can travel well and and you feel safe about about 
carrying them. And ultrapro.com slash command has a lot of great ways to do that. And of course, the final way to support all of our content is directly if you go to patreon.com slash command zone. All kinds of perks for our patrons, including getting to watch extra turns and game nights earlier than the general public. We have a really cool episode of game nights around March of the Machine coming out very soon. So yeah, if you want to join our Patreon, you get to watch that early, interact with us on our Discord, things like that. And of course, another perk is we shout out one lucky patron every single episode. And this episode is dedicated Dedicated to to Travis Travis Walters. Walters. Travis. You rock. You definitely rock. All right. Let's let's get get into into it it. here. Yeah, we're... um, we're going to be doing a deeper dive analysis of every deck like we always do, a budget upgrade five guide. Of them. Yeah, there's five of them. This is not that. This is a reveal video. So our job here is to show off the new cards, talk about the big major reprints, and then let you look at the deck list. We should say the full deck list is uh, linked in the show notes if you want to click on that. And we're not going to talk about every single reprint. We're only mm-hmm. going to talk about the major ones just because if we go through every card, A, I think that'd be a little bit boring, but also a very long video. But we are going to cover... The new cards. So we should start right away, probably. Gotta do with it. With the legendaries, yeah. The face commander of this deck is super cool. Yeah. It's Kasla, the Broken Halo. Ugh, this art rules. Yeah, it's three in Jeskai. So three blue, red, and white. Six mana total for a 5-4 Flying Vigilant Haste Legendary Angel Ally. It has Convoke, so... I guess we should read Convoke since it's going to pop up on a lot of the cards in this deck. What that means is your creatures can help cast this spell. Each creature you tap while casting this spell pays for one generic or one mana of that creature's color. So this is a six mana commander, but if you had, let's say, one blue, one red, and one white creature out, Mm -hmm. you could tap all of them to pay for the colored part of Kasla, and then you would only owe sort of three mana from your lands to finish it off and get the six mana you need. Yeah. Uh, Castle also has an ability, which is whenever you cast another spell that has Convoke, scry two, then draw a card. All right. You have a lot have a lot of Convoke spells to get that payoff, I think, but it's pretty sweet. Yeah. And the scry two plus draw makes it like, it's eh. like almost a card and a half. Yeah. It's definitely more than one card. It's a lot of card selection along with the with the card. So if you need lands, you're more way more likely to be able to find it. If you don't want lands, you got plenty. You can you know, sift past them. If you need a removal spell, you can look kind of three deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty good. Yeah, that's easy to underrate, but I think this cry is pretty good. So it's a long way. Yeah. yeah, and it tells a clear story. We want to convoke in mm-hmm. like Castle doesn't really do anything if you're not convoking, right? It's right. Just so high density, yeah. yeah, high density for sure of convoke cards in this deck, and you can use convoke to pay for her commander tax, right? Yes, you can. So, you can basically if you've got eight creatures and you mm-hmm. know one blue, one red, one white, you can just tap the creatures and pay no other mana. It's and, pretty good. Yep, and cast cool. it. Yep. All right. Uh, as in all of these commander decks, uh, at least in this round, there is a second commander that could be the commander of this deck. This is Saint Traft and Rem Carolus. It is Jeskai, so blue, red, and a white, three CMC, for a 3-4 spirit human. It says, whenever St. Traft and Rem Carolus become tapped, create a 1-1 red human creature token. If this is the first time this ability has resolved this turn, if it's the second time, create a 1-1 blue spirit creature token with flying. And if it's the third time, create a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying. So first time, 1-1 red human. Second time, 1-1 blue spirit. Third time, angel uh, and then it says whenever you cast a spirit whenever you cast a spell that has convoke untap saint traft and rem carolus 
So this is really plays into the Convoke theme because not only does it care about Convoke, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to allow you to untap it, but also it gives you additional token creatures that are different colors to pay for the to Convoke. To pay for other stuff. Yeah. yeah. So it gives you a lot of bodies to cast spells with Convoke, and then it itself is a great creature to use with Convoke because when it taps, it does something. And then when you cast something with Convoke, it untaps. Ooh, I mean, that's pretty wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting to see, and I'm sure there are ways. Also, notice that this card doesn't care if uh, it became tapped because of Convoke specifically. Yeah. So if you had vehicles or something like that, you could more easily tap it mm-hmm. and then cast your Convoke spells to untap or find other ways to untap it and get your value as far as getting the two one ones and the 4-4. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Th- this is uh, also we should mention that there's a theme in March of the Machine of these team-up commanders, which are basically yes. two characters from the past that are on one card, and we see that they've taken sort of their abilities and jam them together. Like, for instance, we know St. Traft comes with that 4-4 Angel mm-hmm. usually, so we see that on the card, which is pretty cool. Okay, yeah. those are the new legendary creatures. We are not going to go deep on analysis for the remainder of the cards because we're trying to get through everything, so we're mostly going to read them, probably comment very quickly. But if you want to hear card evaluation and things like that, wait for the budget upgrades and our set reviews. Uh, I guess we should break down here the layout of the new cards. How many new cards mm-hmm. are there total in uh, this deck? In the deck, there are 10 Two of them are legendary creatures, but there's an additional five new plane chase cards. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So plane chase is back. And again, we're not going to go into the details of how plane chase works in this video. If you're interested, I would recommend sort of looking up the rules of plane chase because plane chase is kind of back in a big way in this set. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the rules of how plane chase works is something you probably want to brush up on. I'm I'm expecting we're probably going to see a decent amount of it for the next few months at least. For sure. Yeah. And it is a fun way to play. Uh, commander to kind of spice things up. We do it once in a while, even before, you know, March of the Machine came out, we would, you know, there, we've always have a plane chase stack or a, what's it called? A planer deck. Yeah. Uh, around <laughs> that you can always sort of, uh, you know, what do you guys think about plane chase this game? And yeah. it tends to happen once in a while. It adds a little bit of a chaotic element yeah. to any game where if you're like, you know, we've been playing the same few decks against each other. Let's throw something else in the mix that it just makes the games a little different. It's always a fun way to mix things up with your playgroup. So there are 10 plane chase cards in this deck and five of them are new, five are reprints. Yes. And we'll also calculate that into the reprint value because some of the plane chase cards are actually worth a little bit of money. Not all, but some. Yeah. Okay. So let's start here with the new cards though, not the plane chase stuff. Yeah. Uh, there are eight left because we read two of the 10 already. Uh, I guess I'll start with Deluxe Dragster. <laughs> it's four and a blue for a four, three vehicle. Uh, looks like it's in New Capenna here. Yeah. Deluxe Dragster can't be blocked except by vehicles, which basically means basically can't, means can't be blocked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it has crew two, and it says whenever Deluxe Dragster deals combat damage to a player, you may cast target instant or sorcery card from that player's graveyard without paying its mana cost. I mean... If that spell would be put into a graveyard, exile it instead. Wow, so cast something for free out of somebody else's graveyard, and you also get the side benefit of, like, sort of graveyard hating it out, too. Yeah, that's and it's only Crew 2. Yeah. That's a very powerful effect for Crew 2, especially in a deck that's sort of, like, designed to have to have things be tapped. Yeah, it is five men on the front end, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Still, pretty cool. All right, this next one is Flock Chaser Phantom. For four, a white and a blue, this is a 5-5 five, five spirit with flying and vigilance. It also has Convoke. 
It says whenever Flock Chaser Phantom attacks, the next spell you cast this turn has Convoke. Oh, we're giving Convoke to spells that That's don't already have cool. it. That's cool. Okay, so this spell has Convoke, which is, is great because it's six mana. So if you can get it down a little bit earlier, then it can reduce the casting cost of one spell each turn as long as it gets to att attack. Yeah, and that's a big deal because now you can sort of cheat out spells that weren't, weren't really balanced to have Convoke. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're in Jeska. You don't have a ton of ways to ramp explosively. So using Convoke as like to, to power... Uh, spells out like that is really is really sweet. Very cool. I like that design space. All right. The next card is Icker Elixir. It's four mana for an artifact. If you would roll one or more planar dice, mm -hmm. instead roll that many planar dice plus one and ignore one. And then this is also a mana rock. You can tap it to add two colorless mana or diamond diamond to your mana pool. So if you're not playing plane chase, the, the, the first part of this card won't do anything. It will mm -hmm. just be a mana rock. So that's interesting and an interesting design space to make cards that are specifically for plane chase games. Right. They've done this kind of thing before. Like yeah. there are mana rocks that tap to roll the planar die. Um, but having more options to do that, if you guys are regularly playing plane chase or if you plan to just sit down with all of the precons and play them against each other, this is uh, this is pretty sweet. It means that you get to choose. You have a little bit more selection on what planes you stay on. It's Quark's and, thumb, basically. Yeah. Quark's elixir. Quirks, yeah, it's Quirks bowl. Dice. It's not. It's not really a bowl. It's like a vase. <laughs> it's it's probably a silex. I don't really know what a silex is, but they keep talking about it. Those are bowls. All right. Uh, this next one. Ooh, uh, we've seen this word before. It's mistweddo. Mistweddo. Mist. It's mist meadow vanisher. <laughs> oh yep. Yeah. It's definitely called that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept reading. Mist Widow, okay, Mist Widow, okay, Mist okay. Meadow Vanisher. Mist Meadow Vanisher. Uh, this card is Mist Meadow Vanisher. I want to say it again. For two and white and a blue, it is a creature. Wait, hold on. Yeah, that sounds I like four mana. Two and a hybrid white blue. Two and a hybrid white blue. So three mana. Okay. <laughs> For a Kithkin Wizard, it's a three two. Whenever it becomes tapped, Exile up to one target non-land, non-token permanent. Return that card to the battlefield under its owner's control at the beginning of the next end step. So when this becomes tapped, blink something that's... Yeah. It, you can blink non-creatures. Yeah. yeah. Uh, non-land, non-token non permanent. Return that card to the battlefield. And you can uh, it can be your opponent's stuff. Oh, that's interesting. So if you have like an instant speed convoke spell, yeah. you can tap this to pay for it and it can either pay for a white or blue uh, because it's two colors and then you can blink out an attacker or you can blink out one of your own etb creatures that's pretty slick blink out your soul rings your you get soul to ring your mana. Tap that yeah and remember you can tap these they can become tapped because of convoke but also they could become tapped for other reasons if your deck had other ways to yeah tap things just yeah. like a that's yeah. pretty cool all right, All right, the next one is Nesting Dovehawk. It's three and a white for a 2-2 bird with flying. At the beginning of combat on your turn, populate. And reminder, populate means create a token that's a copy of a creature token you control. So you get a free token if you already have one. If you have no tokens, you won't get any. Mm -hmm. Whenever a creature token enters the battlefield under your control, put a 1-1 counter on Nesting Dovehawk. So this is a 4-mana 2-2 with flyer that makes tokens if you already have them and then starts growing. Yeah, as long as so if you're if you're making other things, this can be a very big flyer. 
and seems reasonably costed if you consider the fact that like you play it, go to combat, make a token right there, and right. even if it's just like a one one, f- you know, uh, a four mana two two, sorry three three flyer, yeah, plus a one one is. It's pretty pretty good, good rate. And th- never mind if you already had a 4-4 angel token or something like that. I was going to say, if you yeah. can start making serious, uh, serious creature tokens. Note, Populate is only for creature tokens. I yes. know we said that, but it's something that people often get You can't make a treasure with it. Wrong. Um, sweet. Yeah. I love I like this. All right. This next one is Path of the Ghost Hunter for X, a one and a white. This is a sorcery that says create X, one, one white spirit creature tokens with flying. And then it says Will of the Planeswalkers. Okay. Mm. Starting with you, each player votes for Planeswalk or Chaos. If Planeswalk gets more votes, Planeswalk. If Chaos gets more votes or the vote is tied, Chaos ensues. That has to do, that's referencing plane chase cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, planeswalk means you flip the next card on your plane, planer deck and that becomes the new plane that you're at. Chaos means you have a certain effect depending on what plane you're currently on. So the, the table gets to kind of decide rather than the dice uh, what's going to happen. I like this because sometimes you get stuck on a plane and everybody wants to get off the and plane like, oh, and we can't, we roll can't the right. get off the plane. <laughs> so Path of the Ghost Hunter helps you like eject. <laughs> it's from, actually quite an efficient spell. Just the top half where yeah. it is a sorcery for two mana that makes one one flyers. We've seen this similar costed to make one one soldiers. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The fact that it makes a bunch of one one flyers is pretty good at sorcery. So I think that's a little bit of a downside, yeah. but I can see this being played and the planar part is just dead in your deck. You're not even playing oh, plane chase. Absolutely. But it's still good enough to play on its own. Five mana make three flyers. And if you give the spell Convoke, Ooh, X could be very big. That's pretty cool. All right. Two to go. The next one is Wand of the World Soul. It's two and a white for an artifact. It enters the battlefield tapped. It can tap to add white to your mana pool. So a three mana rock, which we don't love. But it has a second ability, which is really interesting. You can tap Wand of the World Soul. And the next spell you cast this turn has Convoke. That's pretty sweet. I love that. Yeah. I mean, that's like a very, it's a very explosive way to, for white to make mana. That's a powerful mana. ability. It's too bad it enters the battlefield tapped. I understand why not though, because yeah. you could be like, do this, cast a 10 mana th- spell out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it in a deck that you're running convoke stuff, I can imagine you would be having a, some untappers and like some ways to... But I think this actually, because it gives anything convoke, mm-hmm. goes in just a token deck. Oh yeah. Because if you already have a lot of convoke, this is actually becomes worse. For sure. Yeah, but... I, no, I just mean it like it, you'll have the reason to have untap abilities oh, right, so right. you can get around the, the tapped thing if, uh, if that's oh, the that's kind of thing point. that's yeah, in your deck. Maybe you blink it with the Miss Meadow Vanisher. Yeah, well, then it'll enter tapped. Oh, you're right. It's still entering. <laughs> it's still entering. But I mean, it, like if, if you're playing St. Trafton, Rem Carolus, right. you need ways to untap it other than just casting Convoke spells. That's and maybe it can untap this one. Okay, we got one to go. So you, oh, yeah. You may do the honor. All right. This is a wildfire awakener for X, a one, a red, and a white. X, one, red, white for a human wizard, three, two, with convoke. It says whenever wildfire awakener enters the battlefield, create X, one, one, red elemental creature tokens with whenever this creature becomes tapped, it deals one damage to target player. Whoa. So you make a whole bunch of little pingers. And when you convoke with them... They deal damage. They deal damage. Oh, that's pretty good. That's awesome. And this has Convoke. So if you've got like five creatures on board. You turn you, it into five more creatures, you turn which into then five you kind of turn into a lot of damage. Yeah, that's cool. That's pretty sweet. That seems very powerful. That that could be sort of a game ender as well if you have like a drum bellow or something like that. For sure. Yeah, pretty sweet. Cool. All right. Those are the new cards in the deck, but there are a couple 
more new printed cards. Yeah, so those are the new like regular magic cards, but mm. now we have five new plane chase planes that we'll read for you here. Um, the first one is Enigma Ridges. It is plane acquire. Oh boy. I, I'm just going to say that. Yep. Uh, it says, when you planeswalk to Enigma Ridges, each player who controls fewer lands than the player who controls the most lands searches their library for a number of basic land cards less than or equal to the difference, reveals them, puts them into their hand, into their hand, dang, okay. then shuffles. Mm. So basically, when you flip this over and it becomes a new plane that you're on, you say, who's got the most lands? And Rachel says, eight. And mm-hmm. everybody else is like, cool, I'm going to draw... What I've got six. I'm going to draw two. Mm-hmm. Jimmy says, I've only got three because I've been missing my land drops. He's yeah. going to draw five. Megan says, I've got seven. I'm only going to draw one. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh-huh. And you put them into your hand. Yeah. Yep. And then uh, the chaos ensues part of this. So when the chaos symbol comes up on the player dice, when you roll it, what will happen is whenever uh, chaos ensues, draw a card, then you may put a land card from your hand onto the battlefield. So if you were one of the players that got to draw all those lands, this is a way to put them into play. Yeah. It's a pretty good outcome for a chaos ensues in that it's only going to benefit you and it's always a good thing, right? You're always going to draw a card and then yeah. if you have a land, you're always going to ramp. I like this one because it feels very fair. But right. It, but it's also like you're not going to get on a plane where you're like, oh, we're just dead now. It's like everybody comes right up to, to balance. It's and, one of those uh, ones that might be just worth it. Spend all your mana doing that, though. Because yeah. if you happen to roll, roll it chaos. twice or three times, like that's a lot of ramping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Uh, this next one is Norn's Seed Core. It is a plane on New Phyrexia. It says, when you planeswalk to Norn's Seed Core, chaos ensues just immediately. Uh, and then it says, whenever chaos ensues, reveal cards from the top of your planar deck until you reveal a plane card. Planeswalk to it, except don't planeswalk away from any plane. Oh. Put the rest of the revealed cards on the bottom of your planar deck in any order. So, I so think this lets you have multiple planes. Multiple active. planes. I think, and and if you roll chaos, because you don't leave Norton Seed Core, so anytime so you roll you chaos, roll again, chaos you'll, do you'll all, go to a third. And then you'll do all the chaoses from the other ones that from are the other active ones. too. Oh my gosh. What? <laughs> okay. okay, that one seems crazy. That one's crazy. <laughs> that one seems crazy. Okay. We're going to have to see what happens with that one. Okay. Yeah, okay. The next one is Strixhaven. Uh, it says instant and sorcery spells players cast have demonstrate. And that means whenever a player casts an instant or sorcery spell, they may copy it. If they do, they choose an opponent to also copy it. Players may choose new targets for their copies. So you cast, you get two of a thing and then you choose somebody else to get one of that thing you got. Um, and then whenever chaos ensues, return up to one target instant or sorcery card from your graveyard to its owner's hand. So this is very clearly a spells matter deck Mm -hmm. and a lot of advantage just from being on this plane. Mm Mm-hmm. More so, I think, than even the other two, where if you have the right deck, getting two instead of, you know, some one other player getting one is a huge advantage for you, since yeah. you get to pick the player as well. For sure. I mean, this one's demonstrates one of my favorite mechanics that yeah. they've done recently. It's very flavorful. It's very fun, especially in multiplayer. So I love that there's a plane dedicated to it. Uh, the next one is the Fertile Lands of Solvinia. It is a plane on Entausia. It says, whenever a player taps a land for mana, that player adds one mana of any type that that land produced. Oh, boy. It's a doubler. <laughs> and then it says, when chaos ensues, reveal cards from the top of your planar deck until you reveal a plane card. Chaos ensues on that plane. Then put all cards revealed this way on the bottom of your planar deck in any order. Oh, that's cool. So you get a random, random chaos, chaos from one yeah, one of the other things. And, and then it Norn goes... And if you Seed Core, then it explodes. <laughs> 
<laughs> Very cool. All, All right, right, that's cool. All right, there's one more new plane uh, that comes in this deck, and it's called Valor's Reach. It says, whenever your team attacks with exactly two creatures. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Your team they don't say they don't word it that way very often. Whenever yeah. your team attacks with exactly two creatures, those creatures gain double strike until end of turn. Um, they're probably trying to retrofit this so it could still work in like two headed dragon and sure, things like yeah. that. But it's an yeah. interesting wording. Okay, it says uh, so. If you attack with exactly two creatures, or your team attacks with exactly two creatures, they both get double strike. Mm-hmm. All right. Whenever chaos ensues, untap up to two target creatures your team controls. If it's a main phase. Uh, there's an additional combat phase after this phase, followed by an additional main phase. So if you have Ooh. two big creatures, rolling the planar die is a good idea yeah, with Valor's roll, Reach roll, Out. Roll, yeah, roll, 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 <laughs> roll. That's a good, yeah. Pretty the, good. Okay, so those are the new planes, the five new planes and the ten new cards in the deck. Again, the entire uh, deck is linked in the show notes if you wanted to cheat and look at it. But if you want to stick around... We're going to do some things that that deck list doesn't do. We're going to talk about the reprints, but also break down the reprint value Mm -hmm. uh, of the entire deck. So that is my suggestion that you don't go anywhere because we're going to be right back after these messages from our sponsors. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All right, thanks for sticking with us. We are going to get into the Divine Convocation deck stats. We're going to break down what's in the box in terms of what card types there are, what kind of strategy there is, and eventually we are going to get into the value, the reprint value of the product. So Yeah, always everybody always wants to know, like what are the big reprints? How much value am I getting? Yeah. You know, when I purchase this thing. Yeah. But let's start off with 
Stats. Stats. All right. You did this breakdown, Rachel. So go ahead. So this deck has seven ramp spells in it, which is interesting. It feels low, but there's so many convoke cards that I feel like any card that makes creatures is like could qualify yeah, as a ramp really spell. Is a, yeah, is, a, is a ramp spell. So seven, I think, is actually a reasonable number. Yep. Uh, there are eight card draw spells. Okay. But the commander, well, if Castla is your mm-hmm. commander, then it, it has card draw in the command zone. Right, if you went with St. Trafton Rem, then it's not. You're, you're more focused on making uh, creatures. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are a whopping 13 targeted removal spells wow. in this deck. 13. It's a lot of interaction. That's so much. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's about what we want in Commander decks these days. So it's a nice number, I suppose. But yeah. interesting from a precon. Usually we see the numbers a little lower. It's Yeah, it's significantly higher than what we've seen in, in um, precons in the past. And I think it's to make up for this next number because there's only two board wipes in the deck. Which does make sense because a Convoke strategy is naturally going to want to have creatures on the board and therefore mm. is sort of less likely to want a board wipe. Yeah, I think I, I think that's a reasonable balance. And this is the kind of deck that wants to cast spells that it can start sort of storming off with and board wipes really stop that dead in its tracks. So I actually don't mind the 13 targeted removal spells, although it may seem just a touch high for a lower powered meta. All right, uh, the deck specific stats, there are 17 cards with Convoke in the deck, mm-hmm. which does, I think, make that seven ramp spells sort of closer to 10, right? right like yeah. there are 17 cards in the deck plus uh, one of the commanders that any creature can help you cast. So right. that's nice. There are seven Convoke payoffs. I'm assuming this would count the stuff that's like when it becomes tapped. When it becomes tapped type ability. So anything that's like for the number of creatures that you have tapped or the yeah. payoffs for tapping your creatures. Uh, and then there are 17 token creators. Mm-hmm. So it seems like the strategy is probably like create tokens, use those tokens as if they were mana dorks to, ma- to cast convoke spells. And then once you have enough creatures, mm-hmm. you know, swing and win. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's there's a lot of ways to make big wide boards. I wish there was a little bit more protection in mm. in a deck like this because I think a lot of the spells that we saw before have like... Uh, have if you have have more so i wish there was a little bit more defense there's a little bit more like if you have keep keep what you have yeah (laughs) keep stuff (laughs) but uh there is 17 token creators is a lot and weighs enough to um try and maintain a big enough board to make sure your deck's doing the thing all right let's talk about the overall deck contents here so we already said there are 10 new cards including Mm -hmm. the two legendary creatures there are seven main set cards Technically reprints, but new to March of the Machine. Right. So, yeah, these are from the March of the Machine main set, but now they're in the Commander products. Mm-hmm. They started doing this a few years ago, and it does make it slightly confusing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you get it out there. Uh, there are 59 reprints then in the deck, mm-hmm. and 24 basic lands. Yeah. So 24 is a lot of basic lands in a three-color deck, but uh, that's, you know... Par for the course for pre-cons, unfortunately. Yeah. I wish they would do a lower basic land count, especially when it's three or more colors. Yeah. But they just are reticent to do that for whatever reason. And then, yeah. of course, there are the 10 plane chase cards, five new ones, five reprints. So are any of those plane chase cards worth any money, have any value? Well, it's funny you should ask that because our next section is reprint value. Yeah. there uh, Retail value for this kind of thing is 
is tough to measure. Oh, for the deck just, itself? Just, just like reg- right. the regular, like what you're actually paying for it. So right. we know what kind of actual value you're getting out of it. Um, because there's no MSRP anymore. But it, based on what we can see at this point of recording is that these are going to be approximately the same price of historical like set pre-cons. Yeah, they look similar to the Phyrexia, what we won, the Brothers mm. War prices. Yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah, they took away MSRP a few years ago. So we don't know officially what they're suggesting that you know retailers charge but if you just sort of look at the prices it feels about the same uh but we're going to be talking about the reprint value of the actual cards in the in the box obviously this is just the reprints we don't know the value of the new cards at this point right we are recording this because we're the ones revealing it before anybody else knows about the cards and we always say this but it bears repeating so all the prices we're about to talk about are the prices before the decks are revealed so they will any card that is announced will get reprinted. Its value will be less the day it gets announced that's reprinted than it was the day before because everybody realizes, oh, there's going to be a lot more of those on the market. The price gets depressed. Mm-hmm. Um, so these numbers don't mean anything as far as like what you're actually able to buy or sell the card for at the time you're seeing this video. What they are useful for is just sort of comparison to decks of the past. So we can just say, how does the reprint value, what you get for your dollar, kind of match up to Commander decks from the past? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So all those caveats out of the way, drummer please what is the reprint value of this divine convocation deck it is $99.45 99.45 they almost could have made it to 100 if they just took one basic land out and put in like one other land put in any land I think we could sort of round up it's about $100 yeah yeah it's about $100 which is great um, and, and it's, it's sort of on track for what we've seen in the last couple of sets Uh, so the the trend has been that the, the you've been we've been getting more value in these. Yeah. Yeah, somewhere around like 2019, you know, Commander 2019 the average reprint value was 80 bucks. Mm. Strixhaven was $88. Uh, Neon Dynasty was $73. Those are the low ends right. that we've ever seen. But recently, All Will Be One was $101 average for the pre-cons. Right. Brothers War 95, Baldur's Gate 104. So we're I think, closer to 100 these days, which I think is a, is a, a much better number. It does feel feel closer to right. It feels good to, yeah. Anytime we're at 100, I think you, I'm happy with it. When right. we're in the 90s, it's fine. And then when we're in the 80s, it's actively bad. Right. Like, that's it what that feels feel like. like you're and anything above 110 is like, wow. Yeah. Like, what is the usually the one card that's putting us there that they probably accidentally didn't realize was going to be worth that much by the time it was printed? That's mm. usually what happened with yeah. 110. They didn't mean to do that. <laughs> They're like, whoops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this card's how much? <laughs> yeah. Whoops. But 99.45, that's good. Yeah. It's, okay. it's pretty good. And I will say there are a lot of reprints that are worth talking about in yeah. this in this. Uh, package. There's so, one big one. There's one big one. And a num- I think this is one of the more, the decks with the more cards over $5 that we've ever seen. In in a long time, yeah. certainly. So uh, we'll we'll break down the notable re- reprints into two categories. Those are $5 and more, and those are between $2 and $5. Uh, and the $5 and more ones, there are seven reprints. That's a lot. That are, more, are $5 or more, uh, which is great. Yeah, it's awesome. The first one, the most expensive one, the sort of big highlight reprint mm-hmm. of this deck, and one of the most powerful planeswalkers in in, in the format is mm-hmm. Elspeth, Sun's Champion. Four white, white for a four loyalty planeswalker. Elspeth, her plus one is create three one one soldier tokens. Her negative three is destroy all creatures with power four or greater, and her negative seven is you get an emblem with creatures you control, get plus two, plus two, and have flying. 
there are very few planeswalkers that I think are sort of staples mm-hmm. or could go in any deck of that color. Like yeah. planeswalkers are tough in commander for a lot of reasons and usually specific to synergies. Not Elspeth. No, nope, she's great. She can go in any white deck because the board wipe for six and just leaving a thing around is just kind of almost always worth it. But then oh, yeah. often just comes down, makes three soldiers and everyone looks at it like, uh, I, I can't, can't get that. through that. Yeah. yeah. What, That's we're, a huge wall. And I don't want to play anything big because the next turn they'll just do that and they don't lose their soldiers. Yeah. Like, yeah, it is a problem. Yeah. Um, $15. This is a, a great reprint. Yeah. At, at, sitting at $15, it's really nice to have this card come back down where it can just go into a, a ton of the decks that she serves really well. It's also great with Convoke. Yeah, $15 is a big reprint in a pre-con. We don't right. often see cards that are sort of up above like 10 bucks that often. Right. So this is really good. Yeah, the next one is sitting at seven fifty. It's Secure the Wastes. X and a white. This is an instant that says create X11 white warrior creature tokens. One of my favorite token spells, especially in Commander, the instant speed is so huge. And the fact that you can cast this on end step and untap with like five or six creatures and be more set up for the next big convoke spell is really powerful and a great reprint. Yeah. Secure the Waste is one of the best sort of token creator spells. That instant is just huge. Mm. You know, one thing we didn't talk about with Convoke that maybe we should just mention here is that one of the differences between it between Convoke and just like Cryptolith Rite or something that gives your creatures right. the ability to tap for mana is the fact that they don't actually, it doesn't care about summoning sickness. Yeah, you can do it immediately. Yeah, so even Secure the Waste at Sorcery Speed or what was that other new card, I forget the name of it, but mm-hmm. if you created like five tokens and then immediately use them for Convoke, you're allowed to do that. Whereas if you right. had something that said, oh, give your creatures the ability to tap for mana, right. it would care about summoning sickness, yeah. Because Convoke is an ability of the spell rather yeah. than ability of the creature. Uh, okay, the next one is... Did we say Secure the Waste was $7.50? I did, yeah. Okay. The next one is also seven fifty, And this is amazing because they reprint the heck out of this card. And it and holds it, it just holds price. every it time. Because it is, I've, all, I've often said, if this card is in your deck, it's one of the best cards in your deck. Yeah. It's Skull Clamp. Yeah. Yeah. So one mana, equipped creature gets negative one, or sorry, plus one, negative one. And uh, when it dies, you draw two cards. It has equipped cost of one. So you make that Secure the Waste, you know, you, X is equal to seven or eight. And the next turn you're like, clamp that, draw two, clamp that, draw two, clamp that, draw two. I just paid three mana for six cards. How's that feel? Something that people don't do enough with Skull Clamp, it shows just how powerful it is, is just put it on a creature. Yeah, just like, just spend dies. the mana, just put it on. If yeah. you get like, because in case something happens or you want to turn, make a block profitable, it's just always good to have it equipped. Yeah, it's not Lightning Greaves, but at the same time, it does give you a rebate when the bad thing happens. I right. often put it on my commander if I don't oh, yeah. have anything better because like, well, they'll probably want to kill that. And at least if they do, I get something. Yeah. It's yeah. all, it's like, in some ways, it's like Ward 2 cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the next one is also good with Skull Clamp. It's Kaikar Wins Fury. Kaikar! Kaikar! <laughs> Kaikar is all the way up to $6. Wow. It is one, a blue, a red, and a white. So one in Jeskai for a bird wizard, a 3-3 three, three with flying. It says, whenever you cast a non-creature spell, create a 1-1 one, one white spirit creature token with flying. It also says, sacrifice the spirit, add red. One of the more powerful commanders that exists, a very popular one. Yes. Yeah. Works good in this deck, obviously makes mm-hmm. tokens and makes mana. And you can also convoke with the tokens, then sack them. Can you? Yeah, because this convoke doesn't have to... You can't... Not for the same spell. Sorry. For, for different spells. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was like, whoa! <laughs> anyway, but Kaikar is a really good card. So good. Yeah. I love this card. Yeah, okay. Uh, the next one is Keeper of the Accord. This one is also $6 at the moment. Three and a white for a 3-4 human soldier. At the beginning of each opponent's end step, if that player controls more creatures than you, create a 1-1 one, one soldier. At the beginning of each opponent's end step, if that player controls more lands than you, you may search your library for basic planes, put it onto the battlefield, tapped, and then shuffle. So this just sort of balances you out. Yeah, 
Keeper of the Court is really good if, like, uh, obviously it's best when you're behind, but in this kind of token deck, I uh, have trouble with it making tokens with it. But if you get targeted down, if there's a huge bounce wipe or something like that, and you feel way behind, Keeper of the Court is going to slowly get you back into this game. Yeah, I usually play it because of lands yeah, and having lands. L- enough lands in play. And when it's not paired with green like it is in this mm-hmm. deck, it tends to be it's better. Not- Huh? There's no green in this deck. That's what I'm saying. When it's not paired oh, with green. Oh, I see. Like, if I have a deck and it's got white and green, I don't want Keeper of the Court. I'm right. likely to have played Rampant Growth and Cultivate. Right. But this deck doesn't have green. I'm likely to be hand, uh, behind on lands because somebody else is going to play a Farseek. And right. then it really only has to get you two lands in play to kind of be worth it. To, absolutely. Still, I think this card is probably less good than we thought when we first saw it, mm. just because white's got so much good stuff now. Yeah. Funny uh, to say that. I know. White's doing well. Yeah. I love white's it. Do, white's doing just fine. We can stop with it. Yeah, yeah, we haven't complained about white and wild. So no. Yeah. Uh, I think they've heard us. They, yeah, yeah they, they listen. They got it. <laughs> I mean, they're going to continue making broken white cards for the next two years. It, now it can be at the same rate as yeah, everybody else. Yeah. For a while, it had to be at a higher rate. That's now we true. can just be like, broken <laughs> cards for everybody at the same rate. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> this next card hasn't been reprinted in a while. I'm glad to see it. It's Impact Tremors. Mm-hmm. It's all the way up to $6 for this card. Uh, one in a red for an enchantment. It says, whenever a creature enters the battlefield, under your control impact tremors deals one damage to each opponent that's a win con in this deck oh yeah i mean imagine you do something like wild like secure the wastes Mm -hmm. get a bunch of impact tremors thing then convoke all of those to cast wildfire awakener then you yeah you make and then you tap all those and deal one damage and convoke out one more thing that yeah that's a lot of damage yeah that could that could be like everybody's dead like yeah those aren't crazy scenarios yeah yeah impact tremors is the kind of card that like i pick up when it's cheap like if if impact tremors is like a dollar or two like a dollar fifty weeks yeah yeah exactly (laughs) i buy like four of them because it just goes in a lot of decks yeah (laughs) it's It's so cheap that's one of the big things too two mana for this card i'm glad glad to see it reprinted uh, uh, and one more that is exactly $5. Yes. Uh, it is the Locust God. Uh, for a blue and a red for a legendary god. It's a 4-4 four, four flying. It says, whenever you draw a card, create a 1-1 one, one blue and red insect creature token with flying and haste. It has an activated ability that says two blue and a red, draw a card, then discard a card. And when the Locust God dies, return it to the owner's hand at the beginning of the next end step. A very powerful magic card. Yeah, I don't think we have to say much about the Locust God. Uh, most people have played against it at this point and know that it's very, very good. It's very good. It's very the good. The insects are great for convoking. <laughs> it's very good. Or also murdering. <laughs> all right, those are all the cards that are uh, worth $5 or more. And then there are seven cards that are between 2 and $5. Now, we're not going to read what all these cards do, mm-hmm. uh, but we will just sort of read them out loud here uh, so that you get an idea of what they are. So one is a land, it's Frostboil Snarl. Mm-hmm. Then there's Soul, uh, Soul Ring, which is, sorry, Frostbolt is now $4. Yeah. Yeah, I should say the price of things. And then I should give a pause so that the price can sit there for a second. The editors are thanking me right now. And then it's Soul Ring, which is $2.30. Uh, that is amazing that they can print Commander decks at this rate still, and put Soul Rings in every one, and it's still over $2. It's still over $2. How That's many Soul Rings do you have just sitting around, and there's all lot. $2? Uh I think it, by myself, if I just went through my collection and got all the soul rings that I have that aren't indexed and then sold those, it would depress the price of the soul ring <laughs> to like $1.95, I think. I do worldwide. that every so often. <laughs> when soul ring's high, I'll just sell a bunch of soul rings and buy like one cool card. It's like Dogecoin. Yeah. You just like <laughs> sit around waiting for it like to go above eight cents. Soul, sell. Yeah. Then that then goes back down. <laughs> all right. The next one is Whirlwind of Thought. Oh. This is a cool card in enchantment. Only goes in Jeskai decks. So that's kept its price down to $2. Super Priest, also $2. Uh, 
gain life whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control. Another thing too. And then Tetsuko Umazawa Fugitive. Sorry, Tetsuko Umazawa Fugitive. I was going to say Umazawa Fugitive, but that'd be different. Mm. Yeah, this makes your one uh, toughness uh, stuff hard to block. Seems a little weird in this deck, but it's a good card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I don't know. It's Yeah. I guess eventually you are going to attack with all this stuff because you won't want to convoke anymore. You'll just want to win. Yeah, that's true. If you have enough bodies, it's just time to I mean, I hope their toughness is bigger than one. Like, I hope you've played something that gave them all plus two, plus right. two or something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. You'll figure it out. I believe in you. I think uh, the budget upgrade that might get cut. <laughs> we haven't, record, would, we haven't recorded so. those yet, though, so, you know, I don't know for sure. Could be anything. Yeah. Uh, there are also two planes that are in this category between $2 and $5. It is Stencia and Reality Shaping. So those prices will come a little bit down, too. Yeah, Stencia was $3. Oh, yeah. Stencia was $3 and Reality Shaping was $2. Interesting that there are five reprint planes, but only two of them are worth $2 or more. Yeah. The rest, it's interesting that some planes, and I know you can craft your planer deck to include the cards you want to. Yeah. I just, are my assumption was like, they're all worth the same, right? And you're like, right. no, some are worth more than others. I was like, I guess that makes sense. It's like some tokens are worth more than others. So Yeah. I mean, this one's pretty crazy. Reality shaping is like whenever you encounter reality shaping, starting with you, each player may put a permanent card from their hand onto the battlefield. It's a phenomenon. Oh, wow. Uh, so uh, th that seems like a fun, crazy thing to play with. Maybe that's why it's... <laughs> that's going to that's gonna be to the advantage of other people's decks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not uh, this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you can put the Locust God into play. It doesn't work good with Secure the Waste and stuff, though. <laughs> that's true all right uh so those are the cards we're going to talk about just the major reprints and the new cards if you want to see all the rest of the reprints um down to the lands and everything then there's going to be a link in the show notes you can click on that and check it out mm -hmm. all right before we go you wanted to give a, a a little tip here yeah i the thing that i was looking at when i when you play this deck is i feel like i want it really wants you to tap out yeah <laughs> on your turn and i think the more you can cast things at instant speed and the more you can like make sure that you still have all of your defenses up uh the better this deck is going to be because there's so many cool things and you really do want to protect all of your creatures but you also need to protect yourself because i do think it has the potential to be like really big and explosive which is awesome yeah, but if you go, rah, rah, everyone's like, that person's scary. You yeah. die now. Yeah, and if you've tapped all your creatures to make, like, right. you know, to draw three cards or something like that, you're like, oh, no. Yeah, so hold some of that, yeah. you know, instant speed stuff, you know, close to your chest and uh, be sneaky. Yeah, be a little sneaky. Be a little sneaky. All right, to the listeners, what do you think about the Divine Convocation deck? Are you excited about it? What new cards slot perfectly into your existing commander decks? Yeah, what new cards or card or cards from this deck are mm -hmm. you the most excited about yeah there were some really cool ones that we what that we read i know it's like it's it's gonna make me relook at a number of my token decks to be like ooh, convoke yeah i'm kind of interested in this wand of the world soul i think yeah what can we give convoke eldrazi's yeah i don't i don't like uh three mana rocks and i don't like ones that come into battlefield tapped but this is just explosive enough it mm. might be worth it it's like cryptolith right kind of kind of yeah it gives all of you it basically for one turn it gives all of your creatures the ability to tap for one spell imagine if cryptolith right also tapped for mana when you didn't have creatures. Uh, uh. Okay. <laughs> All right. If you want to get your hands on this deck or any of the pre-con decks, they're being uh, fully revealed by other content outlets. Uh, or if you want to get 
I don't know, a set booster, a draft booster, a collector booster. We maybe want to pre-order the singles. There's mm-hmm. a lot of really sweet commanders because they're doing that team-up thing. There's so tons. Yeah, this set is pretty sweet. If you want to get your hands on any of those cards, well, of course, you know where to go. It's cardkingdom.com slash commands. They really are the best magic retailer to get you your cards safely in really great condition and all in one single package Mm -hmm. so that you get all the cards that you're hoping for and excited about for this new deck that you just brewed up and you want to play you're not waiting you don't have or like chasing tracking on 15 different product packages and being like where did that envelope go you know a thing i'm really bad about too Mm -hmm. is tracking down what i've actually received and what i haven't and it's hard Mm -hmm. when like two pieces of mail come one day and then one the next and then three the next and you sort of sometimes realize like months later like i don't think i ever got yeah. You know, this card or that card. And that's just easy to happen when all that, you know, correspondence is spread over the course of, all, you know, seven days or two weeks or whatever it is. So that's another great thing about Card Kingdom is like you get it all in one package and it's really easy to check right then. Like, did I get everything that I ordered? Yeah. You know, they send you the little thing. And they're also, we should say, really good about resolving disputes or, you know, any, you know, making it good if there's any mistakes that have been made and things like that. And that's just, you know, the hallmarks of companies that I like to deal with. So cardkingdom.com slash command. Yeah, and once you have those cards in your hand, you're going to want to protect them. Once you pick up the Divine Convocation Precon, you got to put it in sleeves. you got to put it in a deck box. you got to take it to your game store to play it with the matching playmat. Yeah, so you can get the Castle Sleeves playmat and deck box, right? And this art is awesome. It's this angel with huge wings. And so make sure you're checking the ultrapro.com website to make sure that you have all of the accessories that go with the commanders you're excited about. You can roll in and show all the other players at your LG what you're about and it's about tapping small creatures for big spells yeah it's about having class and looking classy yeah <laughs> yeah and dressing up <laughs> exactly. looking nice and sharp and having all your stuff match i like that <laughs> and ultra pro has the high quality products to make sure that you are protecting your cards whether you're playing them or you're storing them i really like the ultra pro binders for keeping my collection organized so i know what's not in decks and where everything is and uh i can get them into decks and into sleeves and deck boxes again go to ultrapro.com slash command to pick up all the magic accessories that you need. All right. This is a special episode, so no end step. We are going to thank our amazing team here at the Command Zone, Craig Blanchett, Damon Lenz, Arthur Meadowcroft, Lady Danger, Manson Lung, Josh Murphy, Jake Boss, Jordan Pridgen, Sam Waldo, Grav Galati, Jamie Block, Mitch Trafford, Evan Limberger, Gabriel Pozos, Megan Yip, Eric Lem, and, of course, our good friend, Jimmy Wong. All right, everybody. Uh, <laughs> very excited. This is just kicking off our March of the Machines coverage. March of the Machine coverage. Machine. There's no S. It's one machine. It's one machine coming, marching. It's a single machine march. Yeah, (laughs) because... It's because they all kind of make up one large machine. Yeah, one greater machine, I think. Whatever. I'm just going to apologize right now that sometimes I will say machines and sometimes I will say machine and... You can go ahead and comment about it or whatever, and I just apologize yeah. right now that I'm just going to be totally inconsistent about that. <laughs> so That's what you get when you have a card that's called March of the Machines and a set called March of the Machines. All right, we're going to do our best. Anyway, I hope you'll stick with us. <laughs> we will see you very soon for some more, well, budget upgrades, set reviews, things like that. Thanks for watching. Peace. Bye. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. 
See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now, all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.